0: The views and opinions expressed on the following program are that of the host and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views of C Jam FM. This is Dale Elad Demore of the Spies and Guitar Army, and you're now listening to C Jam ninety nine point one FM. Now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit.
1: Oh, how are you doing? It's am Caskins. Yeah. Hey, hey, Prince, Adam, Henry.
0: And, and you're listening to Wind City Sports. Yo, what's good? My name is Drake Demore, and you're listening to Wind City Sports on CJ99.1 FM. We are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local sport podcast and radio program. We are here on CGM every Thursday with new episodes live at 8 p.m., replays on Mondays at 12 noon p.m., and you can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play music, and so much more. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, March 1st, 2018, and it is episode 85 of Wind City Sports. This week on Win City Sports, we bring you from Border City Wrestling ahead of their March breakdown event this Saturday at the St. Clair College Gym. It's El Reverso, a longtime Border City Wrestling superstar, took a small hiatus from wrestling in general, and is now back here in Windsor and in the Border City Wrestling scene. We talk all about his career, uh, training, and of course Border City Wrestling, and what to expect this Saturday at March Breakdown. If you did not see, Wind City Sports will be on site as a sponsor for the event on Saturday. More on that later on in the show. But first, we have to take a moment right now to take care of two orders of business that we do every week here on C-Jam, kicking things off with our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. This week from both our men's and women's track and field team, it's Jaden Brown and Sarah Mitten. They both had stellar performances this weekend at the OUA Track and Field Championships in the Dennis Fairhall Fieldhouse. So congratulations to both of them on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Weeks. Now, we're going to have to take a quick moment to hear a PSA from CJAM. Following that, we're going to get right into the interview with BCW's El Reverso. So don't go anywhere. There are so many ways to listen to CJAM-FM. You can hear us at 99.1 FM on your radio dial, stream us online anytime at www.cjam.ca, or download archives from the website to take with you on your preferred listening device. You can tune in on Kojiko Cable 285, or download the UWindsor Windsor app and click on the C Jam button. But no matter how you tune in, C Jam ninety nine point one FM, we're reaching higher ground in Windsor,
1: Detroit, and beyond.
0: Here with El Reverso. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to have you here, man. This is cool. Like um, someone that was around again, like I said, back in those Tachara Club days, and you're back again. The fans like you, so it was it's it's cool to have you here, man. Uh, first off, I want to talk about like how you got into training wrestling, why. And where? Just tell Um, me your
1: story. Well, thank you very much for everything. Uh, It was really nice. Um, It's a lot of fun. Uh, It's definitely uh, always been a dream of mine uh, to be a professional wrestler, to be a performer. Uh, (laughs) I guess uh, starting from the beginning, uh, I knew I was going to be a wrestler, I guess really young. You know, I was always into it. Um, Some of my earliest memories are the Owen versus Brett uh, feud where all you have to do is tag me. Just give me the tag. I remember, thinking selfish. Then, you know what I mean? That that's when the bubble actually burst is, uh, I think I was four or five when I was really young. And, uh, I was right on the edge of my seat. I really wanted that hot tag. Right. I remember thinking like, like cheering at the TV, just being like, you know, begging for it. And, uh, my, my dad's friend, we always used to go there to watch the pay-per-views. And she said to me, Hey, uh, you know that you know this and that. And I was like, really? You know that was my so. Uh, but later on, you know, uh, as we talked about earlier before this, I went to high school with uh, Phil Atlas. Oh, okay. And uh, we hung around quite a lot. Our our uh, passion for wrestling is one of the things that connected us, and our passion for getting into trouble as well. Sometimes here and there, uh, we we planned this. Uh, <laughs> we planned this one shenanigan actually right before Christmas. So this is. This is when I knew I was going to actually take it seriously. Is uh, we didn't want to go to school for three days before Christmas break. We just wanted to take it off, but we didn't want to ask our parents. So we uh, <laughs> we planned to get suspended. We planned to fake a fight. <laughs> so taking the
0: knowledge that you have from watching wrestling, Oh I yeah. would assume. And, oh
1: yeah, definitely. Because at that point, we hadn't done anything serious. Like uh, we had messed around and yeah, with yeah. friends. You know what I mean? As Everyone all people. Does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, this we talked about in the lunchroom. We were like, okay, you know, you're going to come around the corner and say, I stole some money from you. And then I'm going to back you into the locker. And what actually did it was uh, I remember saying, oh, I'm going to get this religion teacher because she was very passionate. I'm going to get her to say, oh, my God, please, somebody stop this. And uh, that's when you guys jump in and we're going to take it home kind of thing, right? And uh, we ended up fighting right by that room. And she came out of the class and she said, oh, my, like, word for word, oh, my God, somebody stop this just as we planned. And Atlas, uh, he was supposed to jump in and he said he he couldn't. He was laughing so hard. He just (laughs) laid on the sidelines, holding his ribs. And, uh, yeah, you know, I got the the reaction I wanted. It's uh, one of the things that you talk about. you You talked about earlier that the fans, you know, I appreciate. How, how they feel about me yeah. uh, i do do it for the fans especially for the young ones to feel the passion that i did at that age you know and i want them to enjoy themselves when they're at the show so if i can do that you know then it's a success for me for sure that's
0: awesome that, one thing i like a little quote that i always say is that's what it's all about and that's
1: what it is all about man like that's it but
0: i like how you kind of had like a, a story to like our, our <laughs> shenanigan here that kind of relates to wrestling right that's oh, so funny yeah. That's a trip. Um, so, yeah, um, did you have any background in any like other sports that you thought might have helped you? Like, obviously, adapting the high-flying style, it takes a lot of that athleticism, So, is well, there anything... I was that? an
1: amateur wrestler cool, in uh, cool. high school. I took it very seriously. I started practicing in grade 8 before I got to high school, uh, doing research and, and uh, you know, messing around with my brother, kind of stuff here and there. And then when I got to high school, uh, Frank Mancina was my amateur wrestling coach, and he became... Uh, a very huge influence in my life. You know, he he guided me a lot when I was a little troubled kid. You know, he tried to get me on the straight. And uh, basically, he's the one who, you know, taught me groundwork. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it definitely he, helped. Yeah, and uh, I remember going to tournaments and just being a dominant force in amateur wrestling and having scouts come from universities and such when I was in grade 9 and grade 10 uh, to come and watch me wrestle. But uh, after he left... Uh, and went to Holy Name. He didn't really coach anymore. And I kind of drew more into the professional side. I kind of knew again that yeah, that's where right, I really right. wanted to go. So sure. I, I had the amateur background and I was competing in tournaments here and there, but uh, I never really took it as serious. And, you know, uh, I remember there was this one camp that uh, Scott had hosted for kids that were 16. You know, it was just going to be a little learn how to run the ropes and take bumps and stuff camp. And uh, it was something that I wanted to go to. And Atlas. He went to yeah. it. A friend of ours out of He went to it too, and uh, his mom actually paid me the, paid the 150 bucks for me at first to go, and I was going to pay her back, but uh, my grandfather passed away, and uh, I wasn't able to mm-hmm. go to that, which was, uh, uh, was you know, of course, I'm tough sure. timing yeah, and everything. Yeah. But uh, luckily, I had some friends in there, and they were able to show me, you know, what, what they had learned, and then we started adapting that into us messing around. We just, you know, we were training to be training. Yeah, at that yeah. point at
0: 16. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, because it's always it's good to have someone with you, too, right? Yes, like it's not like because he was like, Phil was like, you know, I I wanted to do it, but I feel like maybe he was like, I don't know. And then you kind of get in the oh, helped yeah, help them, right?
1: I was always pretty passionate about everything I did, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, but it, it was good. Like, without him, I wouldn't have had the, the direction to go to Can Am. I don't, you know, I'm not sure because uh, he did introduce me to Border City at first. We were selling tickets for them at like yeah, you know, 14 uh, years uh, old and stuff, and and uh you know i definitely would have went somewhere but to find that special diamond in the rough that gem that is border city in windsor ontario here you know yeah i, I definitely absolutely. credit him to guiding me there you know, yeah. showing me
0: we'll talk a lot about bcw obviously like you said it, it's it's awesome it's probably at its all-time high but
1: oh wrestling in itself is, is definitely yeah,
0: booming again true very true it's it's great like they always say like you know wrestling in 2017 2018 you see all the guys that are in the big leagues that we're here really you know it's crazy um, so that's actually one thing. The next thing I want to talk about is that era of BCW. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Like I said, uh, 2004, 2000, just the whole Chichero Club. Like you see how they have it on the net, the global network now. I've got it just for that. Were you an unruly? That's I was. That's yeah. why I wanted to bring we, that up too.
1: We uh, definitely hung out with, <laughs> with the unruly went to the shows and we were the vocal uh, the vocal majority at times. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but
0: uh, yeah, So what from that time. What are, what are like some some guys that you were like oh this is awesome to, to even be in around and some oh, of the shows that they've done like just what do you remember from those from uh,
1: that era? Tyson Dukes uh, Joey Legend and just Scott even in you know Scott himself like I remember just being in awe as a, as a kid of Scott yeah. and now you know getting to roll around in the ring with him and stuff yeah. is, is uh, learning the ropes is, it's a joy it never stops to be enjoyable you know what I mean so uh, yeah definitely and uh, Chris Sabin. And yeah, Pete Williams oh, and Alex Shelley being able to roll around with them yeah. in the school back in, you know, before things really blew up for them, uh, was a joy as well. I mean, I I take so much of my knowledge uh, that I learned about being a high flyer from them because uh, I always had this like athletic ability, but before I came to the school, I always thought I would be more of like a. Like a, a technical, like a Dean Malenko type style. I didn't think I would have that high flying ability to me, but I, I started to unlock it when I was messing around with Chris Saban, and he would show me how to. Oh, you put your foot here and here, and you know you can do this and give it a shot. Go ahead, just you know uh, they brought confidence out in me that uh, I didn't have before, and I, I really appreciate that for sure. Um, Joey Legend as well was just you know he he was someone who brought psychology uh, up in how, its importance in the match and. Mm-hmm. So yeah. little bringing the little things together kind of thing right mm-hmm.
0: like like we said with the whole uh, we're gonna fight at school telling a story kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. is uh, plays a big factor to that right
1: oh yeah definitely that's how you get the reaction from the crowd is uh, you know how to how to tell that story and how to, how to bring it out and you know how to encourage them to to cheer yeah you know what i mean oh because the physical nature of it too i always yeah. tell people that uh, i want to introduce the school because there's always people that you know what i mean you want to open them up to the possibility so anyone i try and introduce the school i always tell them that it's one of the most challenging things you'll ever endure oh, but when you do get through it it's also one of the most rewarding because you pushed yourself to the edge because you've brought yourself to a point that you never thought you could achieve and then some you know so you could always look back and it's tough. I remember taking chops in class. You know what I mean. And it's not acting when you're taking those. I took 33 in a row at one point. And I went to work the next day. I used to uh, work as a machinist. And I showed a, a buddy of mine. And I was like, "Prepare yourself, because you know." It's, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff." And when I pulled down my shirt to show him, he, read, he goes, "Oh my God, are you seriously?" <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it's serious. Yeah. It, it's the welts on your on your chest there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a certain. There's a certain skill that's involved. You know, lots 100%. of people try, but, you know, it's that 10% that uh-huh. actually.
0: Did you see the uh, Ric Flair 30 for 30? I haven't yet, no, actually. Awesome. it's
1: something that's on my to-do list, but uh, Just considering, a little, yeah, yeah, considering my situation, I, I hardly have time to catch up yeah. on anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, still behind man. in so many, like, movies. Everyone tells me, oh, have you seen this? And have you seen? and it's like, you know, yeah. between the gym and kids and training at the school and a full-time job, you know, like, I hardly get time to do yeah. it in
0: uh, we watched it, and he has a thing where Ric Flair hung a string in the wall, and he, he threw punches to perfect his punch but to not hit it, right? He said, he, I threw it every day until it didn't move. And my dad didn't understand it, right? So like you're saying, like there's a little like smarts to the athleticism where like, you have to know what you're doing. It just kind of relates to that. It's kind of cool.
1: Oh, yeah. Even actually uh, one of the recent trainers at Can-Am, John Bullen, he's an advocate of that as well, and he brought that up for the 30 for 30. He said to the students, oh, really? cool. watch it. That's why okay, it's cool. on my list. And uh, he talked about hitting a pad. You know what I mean? Practicing it. And he goes, when you're walking around, you know, just the house, like you see the dog, give a yeah. look, you know what I mean? To the dog to the cupboard, you know, here and there. And yeah. So yeah, John Bolin, actually, he's someone who recently has been uh, very helpful in bringing me back to where I'm at right now, for sure. That's good.
0: Actually, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, coming back to train, of course, too. But Uh, The Lucha Libre style, were you always just a fan of it? Is it like a lot of people that inspired you maybe back in that era?
1: Obviously, I would say Rey Mysterio. Definitely. The old school Rey Mysterio feuds with Eddie and Dean. That's a Halloween Havoc. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, So definitely Rey Mysterio was a huge influence on me. Owen Hart, when he was the Blue Blazer. You know what I mean? I always loved Owen, Owen. Owen. yeah. So uh, I just, I don't know, I always saw myself as different. You know, a little bit, I'm a little bit of a, a weird guy. And uh, that definitely did appeal to me. And just when I got to training at the school, I didn't really know what I was going to do. You know what I mean? I didn't course, really yeah. have a character. But uh, this is something that uh, stood out to me as it could help me s- stand away from, you know, the rest. Of it. It's not just I'm such and such. I'm Yeah, you, know, you got a persona to it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of the things that actually, I think, helped me get you know booked a lot of places is that i am different and that i do appeal to a certain audience you know what i mean so it does help you know uh (laughs) it's something that we first innovated back when we were in high school me and atlas because uh when i was wrestling i was i always thought i was gonna be like a reverend character because when (laughs) i was a young child i was a i was an altar boy and i was really religious and uh i wanted to be that like uh that priest, you know, could draw a hatred, kind of thing, right? Uh, anyways, uh, so this El Reverso character was something that we talked about as being uh, someone who's in subconscious of my preacher character because i was losing a lot and he was going to be training me and making me a better wrestler and then it would be that i in fact was el reverso and it was ah. you know what i mean so it was this whole uh we had this you know intricate storyline back in the day and i remember talking to scott about it and being like hey can i do this and you know scott being him just oh that's a stupid yeah. <laughs> right and, but then uh i remember i wrestled my first match as just me yeah and uh just Dan him and I got into the back and Scott says uh why didn't you wear the mask, kid? And I'm like, Scott, you told me I can't wrestle. As, you know what I mean? The, the hood, my first match. I gotta be mean. He goes, ah, I was just ribbing it, <laughs> kid. He's well, like, That's why. Go ahead. Same yeah. with Phil. Like, if I'm not
0: mistaken, that's his first match. Is your first match? Yes. Right? It like you mentioned yeah. when. Go ahead. Oh, I was about. gonna
1: say yeah. We uh, had been training for about six, seven months at that point, at the very most, and uh, to get our first match that early was definitely yeah, an honor. It Showed our hard yeah. work even before we got there. I felt anyways and. Uh, yeah it was something that was it was special especially to have with the guys that were in there it was phil brad and yeah Chris looking and back everyone. on it now right? yeah yeah it's definitely but, like
0: he said the same thing he was like oh i'm pretty sure he said like i want to be phil atlas and scott was like nah <laughs> <laughs> and now look at him really yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so with my understanding like you let you left for a little while like we talked about uh just before we started recording nearly 10 years um so, what what was that all about, and what was the decision to come back? If uh, uh, you tell you know whatever whatever you like.
1: Well, I was really young, and I had a lot of stuff going on. Um, uh, there was this one instance where uh, I was living with a friend of mine, and he said he was moving out to Edmonton. And he has—he was gonna have to leave our apartment, and I broke up with my girlfriend on the exact same day, and I got fired from my job on the exact same day. Oh like, this God. all happened all in the exact same day. No, yeah, baby. so it was a really unfortunate situation, and uh, I was getting into trouble with Phil here and there, and so it was like, well, I, I want to take this seriously. Maybe I should try and, uh, you know, branch out on my own and let it like. There was a lot of you know what I mean it wasn't of just course, one yeah, thing there yeah, is life there yeah. there's there a lot of issues going on at the same time and i was going to end up having to move back in with my parents you know what i mean if i was going to stick around here in windsor and i i, I was Stubborn, and I didn't want to do that. So yeah. I, uh, I decided to ask my buddy who moved out to Edmonton, if, Hey, you know, help me get a job at a shop out there, and I'll get in touch with a promoter. And, you know, and uh, Johnny Devine, another person yeah, yeah, who yeah, is absolutely. a big influence, Hotshot Johnny Devine, on my career, actually, uh, the first wrestling show I went out to in Edmonton, I-, I talked to Richie Rage. He wrestles out for the Prairie Wrestling Alliance right yeah. now, but he was just a referee then. And uh, he says to me, He's like, Well, I don't know if, if, if Kurt, Kurt Sorokin is a promoter out there. Uh, I don't know if Kurt's going to want to talk to you right away. Just, you know, sit down on the bleachers here and wait. And then uh, he comes running back five minutes later and says, oh, I run, in, run into Johnny Devine. He says, get in the back, man. Come and talk <laughs> to Kurt. Come on. So Johnny brought me around and introduced me to some of the guys. And, you know, I, I got wrestling for them for a couple of years. And that was really good, but it was really tough because when I went out there, I also chased a girl as well. And uh, we started a family and had a kid and, uh I I remember things were going all right, but I was not able to handle the pressure of a family a full time job and the career and, you know, training and everything like that. It was it was something I was definitely uh breaking under. And uh <laughs> I remember I have pictures from my last match where uh, I'm not really in the best of shape and it's something that motivates me now because I train really hard. I train really hard. I mean before the the Duck Chevalier gauntlet there before that that March uh I mean that October show on the fourteenth, the Rey Mysterio one. I uh, I put in a full month, the two and a half, two hours in the gym every day. Wow. You know, uh, it was something that I didn't want to. I didn't want to end it that way. You know what I mean? Because okay. I'd hurt my feet. I did this one spot where uh, I backflip from the second rope to the outside, and the guy pushed me into the the, the post, and uh, something just you know gave took, in my feet. Yeah. I tore all the tendons the bottom Ooh. of them right off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Uh, my wife at the time said she knew right away because uh, I saw a certain way. She said, and she said when that happened, she said she knew yeah, right I away it's real, yeah. yeah, and it led to it led to a conversation where, uh, you know, if you're going to continue to do this, because I couldn't walk for two weeks afterwards. Yeah, it was it was really bad actually. I remember being uh, in a lot of trouble with my shop because uh, I had to go on light duty, and you know, I'm pretty sure they almost canned me. but uh they were shutting down anyways they let me hang on to the end (laughs) but uh yeah uh we had that conversation where you know you're gonna have to choose uh one or the other and you know at that point I wasn't ready to give up my son was only a on, on the family I was my son was only a year old and you know, I, I made that choice. I walked away for a while, but it was really tough. It, it was, uh, it sat pretty bitter in my throat. Uh, I couldn't even watch it on TV oh. because it made me. You know, yes. it made me. Yeah, it's bad. Pretty, yeah. It Sucks. So there was a, a long time where I battled. I battled pretty hard, but uh, when I came back here to Windsor, I saw uh, Nate Matson, who's uh, another influence on, on my young career. Nate Matson and Truth Martini. But uh, Nate likes to put motivational quotes and. When I first moved back, there was something I read where it said, you know, uh, if you live in the same city as a wrestling school where you're a member and you don't go, like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And it just made me think, like, you know, that was something that was a a huge part of me. Like, I knew I was meant to do that. And being away from it, just, it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. So I trained for a year at the YMCA. I have the YMCA on Central and the staff there to thank for uh, a a lot, Uh, Mike, Andy, uh James, Jacqueline, Ahmed, like the list go I'm forgetting a million people. Yeah. But the list goes on. I have so much support nowadays between my family, them, my coworkers, Scott, uh you know, my fellow wrestlers, like uh it's it's definitely inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, to, to to be back and yeah. to be pursuing it the way I am because I I, I can tell you that I'm working harder than I ever have. I'm taking it more seriously than I ever have, and I'm going to try and go as far as I can, possibly, because I, I can't live with regrets. And not pursuing it to the fullest of my extent during those years is one of my biggest regrets. So I'm here to fix that right now.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's a really cool
1: story. Thank you.
0: That's not, you know, obviously, not, I had no idea, but not what I was <laughs> anticipating. Pretty cool, dude. Um, so like when you, like, obviously you told the story about coming back, but, um, then you decided to hit the, the school again, start training, you know, kind of prove yourself like, yeah. Uh, ex- C- obviously, an email,
1: yeah. And I had asked him, you know, Scott, this is the deal. Uh, I had paid my tuition back in the day and it was a lifetime of training, you know what I mean? For the full tuition. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's not valid anymore, then I completely understand. I, you know what I mean? I'll try and find somewhere to work. But, uh, if you'd have me back, I'd love to come back because that's just. It's Border City, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the echelon. It's the top. And, uh, yeah, he said it was okay. He said Johnny was training at the time. And, uh, you know, show up and be ready. And uh, <laughs> I definitely, I was, I thought I was ready, but now that I've been back into it, I, you know what I mean, now I'm like, okay, I'm glad I got some rust knocked off here because now I'm, I'm starting to really hit my stride, I feel. I'm starting to really get in the groove. Then I was hitting the ropes a little and feeling a little blown, but, uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely glad that I did it. I'm glad they said yes. I'm glad I'm able to train there. It's uh, a, a pleasure every time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, uh, I got to I got to close the school up actually just Monday night, and uh, I was the one who cl- shut the gate, you know what I mean? But uh, turning off the lights, you know, before I hit that switch, I just look back into the ring for a second and uh, just feel this warm sensation, you know what I mean, to be back and to be there, you know. That's cool. Close man. and walk away. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's cool. It's like, it's like a movie, you know. It's yeah. Like the last scene. Yeah, lights off. Exactly. You told him part two. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty wicked, man. Though, like, obviously, I'm a big fan of wrestling. So to hear these stories, that's what I, that's what I love, and that's why I do this. And uh, you know, just talking about you know, the KDM school. Obviously, Scott seems like he's like a second chance kind of guy. So,
1: oh, he's a, definitely a stand up guy. He's got a big heart. I've seen him give many people second, third, fourth, fifth chances. Yeah, you don't know I mean? have to, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I got a lot. I got a lot to thank Scott for. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, very helpful in this return, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for me. He's, he's talked to a few people for me and got me in a few places and got me some looks, and uh, hopefully I'm doing the most with them.
0: You know? Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. It's, <laughs> it's cool to, to hear that you have this uh, uh, inspira- aspiration, sorry. And, um, you know, like you're, you're older now, like we were talking before, like now it's different. You went through life, you know, and now you're an adult, right? You did oh, that part yeah. when you were young. Uh, you know, early 20s, right?
1: And it's true. And w- when I say regrets too, it's 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 not really about the uh, So you, you don't want to take things back. Yeah, you, I don't want really to take things yeah. back because I feel that right now I wouldn't have had the appreciation for the business that I do if I hadn't suffered what I did. You know what I mean? That's kind of that uh, double-edged sword where now I do have that unrelenting passion and it's because like I missed all – you know what I mean? I look back and that's a huge motivator for me. So it's something that drives me forward, and it's something that's going to continue to push me to to reach, you know, uh, the goal is impact. Obviously, I do want to get to be an impact wrestler. I want to be on TV. I want to, you know, r- reach as high as I possibly can. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a good platform, right? <laughs> like, like I said, it's TV they got eyes on it so say what you want about Impact Wrestling but oh I think they're really doing well right now yeah you gotta do something different well I
1: gotta tell you I I watch it with my dad here and there and it reminds me of watching WCW flipping back and forth between WCW and WWE back in the day there's definitely some sort of uh, a turf war going on right now I feel it's really just heating up so uh, you know if you're not a fan of Impact Wrestling definitely do tune in so, like I said, we talked all about uh, pretty much your
0: career and making it back to BCW uh, just maybe a year ago, almost two. Yeah, yep. The first um, one
1: was September 1st, uh, the Labor Day show. We had a free show. At okay, the yeah. Because
0: yeah. there's those ones in between, like the St. Clair shows, that you know people pop up and it's like, oh, those back. You know, what's going on? But we make it to uh, excellence. Uh, the Doug Chevalier Battle Royal, the Memorial Battle Royal every year. Uh, just sometimes it's like... Regulars. Sometimes it's people from the Indies. It's people from the past. And El Reverso ends up on top. Wins the wins the <laughs> battle royal. Uh, can you just express what that means to you? Obviously, it's uh, derived around someone that was influential in BCW and KM wrestling. So
1: to tell you the truth, I I can't with words. Uh, my family was there. My mom, my dad, my brother. You know, I have friends. Like uh, just everybody, and uh, <clears throat> to be able to have that uh experience I can't uh, convey how yeah. much it means to me with just words mm-hmm. because it was uh a once in a lifetime uh thing where just coming back into it, you know, that early, something like that happens. And it made me laugh that uh Jeffrey Scott Says to me, he goes, uh, one of the fans pulled him aside and said, Oh, oh so who do you have under that Reverso hood? You know, <laughs> who would you put up? And he just says, The same guy that was doing it before. Or would you think it was just such a hot gimmick? We had to, you know, yeah. bring him back for this, like, like doing the clown yeah. or something, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know. It's uh, one of the things that shocked me was how many people did remember El Reverso from the Chicharo Club days. I thought that, you know, I was not going to be remembered by anybody and that I was, be, you know, skating uphill a little bit harder than uh, I was. But uh, I remember even uh, a friend of mine in, in Toronto, I went to go see a, sh- a super kick show and uh <laughs> when i was like hey do you remember me and he goes of course i do man and, you know he's doing because uh, i do this knee drop and he's like i remember your whole move set and he pretended like he mocked doing the knee drop you <laughs> know what i mean right there and just seeing his excitement just you know it was uh, it took me it made me take a step back and, and think like wow i, I did influence uh, a little bit you know here and there there was some people that you know do you know do remember me which yeah. was shocking well
0: that's always a it's a plus. You know, it's like you, maybe if you're skeptical of doing something, and then those little things make a big difference. <laughs> um So, to kind of wrap it up, we kind of talked about it before. Like, obviously, impact being one of your goals. Um, some other goals, maybe just, you know, get back out there and do as much as possible, or uh, oh, yeah, what the future I'm, might hold.
1: I, I've got a busy schedule lined up here, basically. These next, uh, I wrestled last weekend, and I'm wrestling for the next three, mm-hmm. and, you know, after. And, uh, Basically, it is just get as much exposure as possible after uh, the one night only pay per view. I plan on talking to some friends That's out sick. west that I used to wrestle with, and hopefully, you know, we can plan something that way. And I eventually want to do a death tour with uh, Tony Candelo. <laughs> I and, gotta cross uh, that one off the list. Yeah, cross that one off and try. Uh, Phil uh, has talked to me about doing CWE with him as well, which I would really love to do. And uh, you know, uh, Joe Doring. Uh, someone yeah. who was there back in the Chicharro mm-hmm. Club days just an absolute monster uh, still still going like better than Talks he ever was before killing you know it I mean? he's there. killing it in Japan right now uh, you know he was someone who said you know I should go down to Texas I'd probably stand out in Texas a little bit here and there and uh, you know these are all things that I really want to do uh, there's impact tapings that are coming up in, in Florida. I'm going to be trying to make my way down there just to get the exposure to, to how they do things and how Absolutely the etiquette right. is, right? I want to expose myself to that atmosphere and, and adjust and try and blend in and, you know, and have a good time. So uh, all those things are definitely goals of mine. Uh, just keep pushing and training harder, harder mm-hmm. than I ever have and harder than, you know, that's, and that's the thing, being uh, understatured, uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it's tough to, to stand out. So anything I can do, and uh, as hard as I can work to do that, that I'm going to do it.
0: Okay, we're back here on Wind City Sports on Jam ninety nine point one FM. Quickly before we have to go, we will be at Border City Wrestling March Breakdown this Saturday at the St. Clair College Gym. We will have Wind City shirts and Jam shirts for sale showing off our podcast with the BCW wrestlers, and much more. It's not too late to get some general admission tickets, see their website, or give me a shout on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Search up Win City Sports, and you should be able to find us easily. Listen to the podcast version of this show right now on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are found. We'll be back next week here on C-Jam and on Win City Sports. Until then, smell you later.